21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Hi, I'm Marley Major, and my book is called But Are You Making Any Money? And that might sound like a funny question or funny title for a book, and it is. But the real story is about how I started a company called The Party Goddess, which is a celebrity-based catering and event planning company in LA. We have tons of celebrity clients, Snoop Dogg, Pierce Brosnan, Britney Spears. I mean, it just goes on and on. say, well, why am I on this podcast? Are we going to talk about parties? Not really. We're going to talk about the entrepreneurial journey and how it can all look so glamorous from the outside. Believe me, my life looks very, very glamorous. But as my dad likes to say, I'm one of the highest paid dishwashers he knows. So how did I start write this book? basically to solve my own problems, because probably like a lot of you, I was working all the time, thought, oh great, I'm not gonna have a corporate job and have something that's my own. But at the end of the day, I was like, but I'm not making any money. All I'm doing is working. I, I feel like I get a deposit from my client or I, I get a consulting project or I sell some products. But then where's the money in my bank account? I could never find it. I could never figure out how did I just get a deposit for $3,000 and then five seconds later it was like, shoom, it was just like whisked out of my account. So what I realized was I need to get to the bottom of that little problem and that the point of being in business is to actually imagine, have a profit and then make a profit and then to make more of a profit and then continue to make more of a profit. Now, if you don't want to do that, there's no problem, but then you're a nonprofit or it's a hobby and there's nothing wrong with that, no judgment, but let's face it. If you want to be in business, you've got to be making money or why else are you doing this? Another thing I talk about in my book is kind of this whole piece of, there's so many misconceptions. We all think like we get into business and we're like, oh, if I just had more sales, if I could just get some more clients, maybe I should do offer this service. And then the next thing you know, you're offering this service and this service and this service, and you're selling this product and, and all you're doing is gumming it up. It's gotta be really simple. What is your secret sauce? What is your product or what is your service that you do better than anyone else on the planet that people just have to have? And when you really distill it down to that and then say, okay, this is what I'm amazing at, but oh wait, even more importantly, what does the customer wanna buy? Where's that hole that you can fill? Because so many times we build our businesses backwards, right? We, we say, hey, I'm a great pastry chef, so I'm gonna go into the cake baking business, or I'm great at this, so I'm gonna create a website and sell this product or service. But is that what the market wants? What is the market desperate for? Let me give you an example. I always say that if any, like if my kids ever needed to, to be able to pay their rent, I say, do one of three things. One, learn to cook. Because guess what? If you can learn to cook, you will always have friends 
and you can always somehow make money. Number two, learn to sell. Why? Because there's not a company around that is ever gonna fire their top salesperson. Just not gonna happen. But the third thing I say, which is the most random, is be a handyman. Why? Because everybody needs a reliable handyman. Things are always breaking. We always, it's like we just get the jigger on the toilet fixed and then we have this to fix. And then, oh shoot, then this knob came off. Then this needs to be glued. Then this, oh, this has paint is chipped. So there's a tremendous need. So to me, if I were gonna start the next business, it would be like the you know mobile handyman business that's the most reliable. And here's the other thing, nobody will ever share their handyman because they know they don't wanna give him up because then everybody's gonna take him and then they're not gonna be able to have him. So you probably get the picture. It's a really random example, but what does everybody need out there? And then provide that service and then provide it better than anyone else out there. And when you do that, and then you backtrack and you then say, okay, now how am I gonna reverse engineer this product or service? And you say, and you can do that a few different ways. You can say, hey, listen, how much money do I want to make a year with this business? Or you can say, okay, how many of these widgets can I sell? Or, but you have to go, you have to boil it down and come up with a goal somewhere from which you want to start. But then the magic in the whole process, everybody thinks it's more customers, everybody thinks it's diverse service, everybody thinks, oh, if I just had a bigger, you know, social media presence. No, what it boils down to is your foundation and how you price your product or service. But what's the most important thing that kills all entrepreneurs all day, every day? Because you can make more money all day long, right? A lot of ways you can make money. You can never get your time back though. So it is all about how we spend our time. And when you can nail that, and, and to me, the easiest way to do that is basically just pretend like somebody puts you on a diet, right? Has that ever happened where you start writing down like what you eat? And I remember my trainer one time told me to do this. Now, remind, like I have a book called, but are you making any money? Which is all about tracking your time. Okay, so I'm not lost on how to track things. She tells me to track what I'm eating because I want to lose weight. Start tracking and I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I come back and and I, well, the first time she tells me, hey, listen, okay, do this, eat this. And I don't track it. And I say, okay, great. And I come back and, you know, I think I gained a pound. And then she's like, how did you gain weight? You're so, like, you're if you're just eating this and this and this. So then it was, okay, you better write it down. So then I start writing it down. Well, guess what? Then I started realizing, oh, like, oh, I had a cappuccino. It was non-fat, but non-fat milk still has a little bit of calories. And then I realized, oh, I had a bite of my son's sandwich. Then I realized, oh, I had a, like a little bit of my daughter's M&Ms. And then what happens? It all starts adding up. But when you write it down, you see, oh, 54 calories, M&Ms, 27 calories, you know, one tablespoon of, of milk, whatever it is. And you start seeing where the problem is. Well, if you start tracking your time, 
I tell you, any entrepreneur on the planet could give me an accurate timesheet and I could tell you everything about their business. I could tell you, are they making money? I can tell you, are they stressed out? I can tell you, just show me how somebody spends their time. And you, I would turn into like, like a crystal ball reader. You would, it would blow your mind. Because when you see all those activities in front of you, right? And you see this amount of time on social media, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with social media. It's a great place to spend your time if you know how it converts. So I know how it converts, right? I know if I spend X amount of time making one of my dumb little videos at home where I'm like, oh, look, I made my pumpkin, da 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 or, you know, hey, I got Morpheus on my neck. Look how silly this is. I know if I shoot the video, just play with it on my phone, don't send it out to my team. I just play with it on my phone, post it to all my channels. Okay, so let's say soaking wet, that whole thing takes me 40 minutes. Probably could do it in 30. Let's say it takes me 40 minutes. I know what my return on 40 minutes is, right? I know. Now let's say just for purposes of discussion, we're gonna say it takes an hour just because it's a round number and you know, we're on a podcast. So let's say if it, if it takes me an hour and I, and I put one of those videos out, I know I'm gonna get X number of likes. I know I'm gonna get X number of comments right out the gate. I know how many platforms I'm gonna get them on within reason. I mean, unless it was just a total dud of a video. So I know one hour for me equals X amount of social media growth. I also then can extrapolate that and say X amount of social media growth translates to X number of book sales. Even if it's 1%, even if it's, you can still extrapolate the numbers, right? So the magic comes in when I say, okay, what's my hourly rate? You say, well, I don't, I mean, I work for myself. I don't know what my hourly rate is. I have no idea. But the reason the hourly rate comes into play is this. None of us have enough time. Have you ever talked to anybody who didn't say, like you say, how are you? Have you ever talked to anybody who said anything other than just so busy? Just you know, really got busy, 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 busy. Because everybody's so busy, right? But they're busy doing what? I have absolutely no idea. So then you say, you see, and, and my family used to always make fun of me because I would have my assistant take my car to the car wash. I would have somebody go grocery shopping, you know, before there were all these services that would do it. I would have, and they'd be like, you are so lazy, you're so high maintenance. And I said, I'm not high maintenance. I'm not at home watching a soap opera. I'm having them do the market, the, the car wash and running errands. That's three hours of my time. Do you know how many customers I can email, text, call, how many social media videos I can make in three hours? A ton. So then you say, okay, well, how much would you have to pay somebody for that? Okay, let's say that we're in a high price place and, and you know, these are very basic errands and I have to pay somebody $30 an hour, which would be a lot for that. But let's just say $30 an hour. So for $90, I take $90 and then, or, and then I take three hours. If I can't make $90 in three hours, there is a very big problem, okay? And so when you start looking at it that way, and then you start taking this timesheet and you start saying, wow, okay. I was funking around changing the toner and the printer. I was filling out the insurance audit. I was doing my own bookkeeping. Anytime I hear anybody doing their own bookkeeping, I'm like, oh, help me Jesus. Like do the return on the investment. It doesn't pan out. 
So when, so all it is about is you say, I'm going to take this activity, the lowest producing one, right? There's nothing good for me coming, going to the grocery store, I'll tell you. And not only I save more money than the 90 an hour, because if I go to the grocery store, I've got magazines. My one girlfriend said, I've never seen anybody in their lives who can go to the grocery store and spend, I spent $672. She's like, on what? You like, you, you don't even have that big a family. Because I had magazines. I had this stuff. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this battery charger. Mind blowing. No, stay focused. What are your core activities? What are the top three to five things that you do better than anyone else? Right? Like this, doing this podcast, I cannot substitute this. I cannot say to my assistant or even, I can't say to a voiceover person. I can't say to somebody, even just high power, like here's $250 an hour. Will you do this interview for me? Can't do it. But I'll tell you, I can track exactly how long this interview took to do. So let's pretend it's going to take an hour. And then let's pretend it's going to take me 45 minutes to put on my makeup. And then let's pretend it's going to take another 45 minutes of setting it all up on the front end and the back end and yada, yada, yada. Right? So it's two and a half hours. But how many books am I going to sell as a result of this? If you got, you know, assuming I don't face plant before this is over. But how many people might I get on my email for, for that two and a half hours? So if you look at the time you spend, you say, guess what Marley should be doing? And let me tell you, it is not going to the grocery store and spending $670. It is very much about doing those high level activities, but you will never figure them out unless you have the discipline of actually tracking your time for a week. First of all, you will probably barf for just a second because you'll be so disgusted with yourself about how much time you spent or waste. But then the magic happens. And if you'll really critically look at it and you'll really say, I was on social media, but what were you doing on it? Were you making a video like I'm talking about or were you just checking posts and funking around, right? Or were you on your email and were you just kind of trolling through it? Or were you setting up filters in your emails and um, things so that things would be automatically labeled or triggers so that certain receipts would automatically get forwarded to your bookkeeper so it saves more time, blah, 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 blah. You see where I'm headed. There's so many things to do, but it all starts with where do you spend your time? Show me where you spend your time and I'll tell you how much money you What's your daily routine, by the way? When when are you waking up at 2, 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so here's the best part, okay, is that my, mod my model is to track it for seven days. Here's why I say seven days. Because to me, there's an entrepreneurial bleed, okay? Entrepreneurs, there is, here's your personal life, here's your business life. They just go together. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. They do. And... You can do this on an app. There are a lot of apps to do it. I am old fashioned paper and pencil girl. Why? Because I, I there is something to me about taking my pen. I wake up in the morning. I write, you know, whatever time it is, this time to this time, meditation, this time to this time, workout, this time to this time. There's something when I see it in my own handwriting. Now, later, of course, I can go back and put it in a spreadsheet and make it nice and neat. But the point is just get it down on paper for seven days. Number one. Number two, what I have also found is the, the, the magic that this exercise brings is just mind-blowing. Why? Because you start seeing after seven days when you're most productive. If you start seeing, gosh, you know, 
I make social media videos, these funny ones between 8.45 and 10, five nights a week. Maybe you're a night owl. Maybe it's sometimes I'm most creative when I'm a little bit tired. Sounds totally strange, right? But then I also know that I have a, I have a framework for my, for my you know, official work days. And I know that I have to get up. I have to do my workout. I have to drink my hot lemon water. I have to do my journal to get everything out of my system. And I have to do any kind of hardcore critical thinking, any kind of analysis, contract review, anything where I have to really focus must be done in the morning. And it absolutely has to be done and complete before lunch. Once, I don't know what it is for me, once I get to one o'clock, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I'm not Latin, but I like everybody says, oh, are you going to take your siesta today? Because I do take my siesta in the afternoon. I need my brain shut off. And so everybody thinks like, oh, you work 24 hours a day. Well, I used to work 24 hours a day because that's what it takes. You, you, you just, you work until you get it. But now I am an efficiency freaking flipping machine. What about hedonism, Marley? Do you have any time for hedonism, for love, for nature? What? See, I have too much time right now. I've, I've got, I've got one boyfriend that I gotta let go, and one that already came in a little sooner than he was supposed to. So yeah, unfortunately, I have much too much time. It's the same thing with going to the supermarket. That's why I cannot do it. I know myself very well. That's why I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done a drug in my life. Why? Because I have the most addictive personality on the planet. If I weren't sitting here doing this podcast, I would be like doing cocaine and reorganizing the, the drug world. No joke. Because it's like, if I want something or I'd be shopping, like I have to work so much just to keep myself from shopping because I love to shop. I love to travel. But guess what? I can be hyper-focused because when I am on, I am on. And then when I am off, I'm off. Now, I say that, but then I'm thinking, what if somebody came up at an event and talked to me about it? I'd be like, and here's my card and let's follow up on LinkedIn, you know, to a certain extent. But the overarching point I'm making is you do it, you, you track it for seven days and you start seeing, and then you start going, gosh, every day by 1.30, I just start going south. So before it used to be like, oh man, that's, that's a lot of wasted time. I mean, I still do, I still do it anyway, but that's when I realize I just changed things. That's when I do basic stuff like clearing out my email or doing basic responses. That's when I do writing actually, because what I find is after lunch and then I can have a cup of tea, get refired up. I might not want to go run a marathon. I might not be able to analyze numbers, but I'm probably in a really good flow to get my writing done or to follow up or I'm, I'm feeling a little lazier. That might be a great time to call a client back. Um, not because you can be lazy when you call clients, but I can do some of these things, you know, in my sleep. So, so for me, I get up at like six in the morning. Uh, you know, I always work out, I ride horses three days a week, and then I have all my other hikes and that other stuff. But let me tell you, I mean, I'm in, my goal is to be in bed at 945. 
I'm not in bed 9.45 in Houston. It starts, then I start better waking up later. I mean, because it's, I need eight hours of sleep. Well, actually I need seven hours and 54 minutes of sleep. You want to know the truth. That's my magic number. Okay, my 741. Oh, yours is 741. Yes. Shut up, I love it. See, but that's the thing. I just know I'm like a kid who needs a nap. It's like, put the girl down. She's useless. It's just, I'm totally, if, if you talk to me at 10 o'clock and you said something about business or you said something, I mean, I might be able to answer, but I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be cranky. I'm, it's like a, I'm a girl who needs a nap and a cookie. But you have to know yourself and you only know yourself to be when you really analyze those patterns. If you immerse into that specific context, what would be your sweetest dream and what would be your uh, worst nightmare in your life? Like like sweetest dream, like... Like a dream, not 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 for real, but like a dream. Your sweetest dream regarding your life or regarding the context per se you have mentioned. Okay, so it's a little bit like a goal, right? Yeah, okay. You can okay. define it like that. But then a worst nightmare could be something else, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, I have. A, well, let's start with the worst nightmare. So my worst nightmare, I can tell you, because when I was in college and, um, you know, you have to interview for your, you know, they bring all these big companies and stuff and you have to interview. And my rule finally became that I would not interview for any firm that I had to wear a black or gray suit to the interview. Because I knew if I had to wear that to the interview, I was going to have to wear that to the office. I don't look good in either black or gray. I didn't want to wear a suit. And I was like, and that was going to at some point involve a cubicle. So I said, no way. So it kind of starts there. So my biggest nightmare is a nine to five job where I haven't, you know, I live in LA. So I have, you know, where you have a two hour commute up and back. I have a cubicle. I've got somebody telling me what to do. And I have, you know, you can't really even make your bulletin board fun. And then you've got to do HR stuff and, and you've got to fill out a lot of forms. I mean, that's my biggest nightmare. I would literally lose my, I would just jump off a bridge. Biggest dream ever, of course, passive income, twice my expenses, which continue somehow to go up. So that, you know, is <laughs> turning into my biggest nightmare. But basically to me, it's freedom. When you have true freedom, you can travel across the globe if you want to. You have your credit card paid off every month. You can run it up with a trip tomorrow, first class to XYZ space, if that's what you want to do. I'm not saying that's the smartest thing to do, but if you felt like it, you could do it. And that only comes, as far as I know, from discipline and hard work at the other time so that you, you stack your deck and so you then, when 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 you are burned out or, you, or your friend needs you, or you just are like, I need to get out of here. That's the ultimate dream where you say, you know what? I'm going to New York tonight. Don't care. Just booked XYZ suite at my favorite place. And I'm going to stay there for three days and have room service, you know, two out of the three, like whatever it is. But that, but to me, 
wealth other than the very obvious stuff which we're not talking about but the but is your of course your family and your health and you know for me god etc but it's freedom is if you have freedom you have everything at the end of the day So at the end of the day, my principles focus on time is what gets you more money. So time and how you set up your business in the first place and your costs and how to be more efficient and you use these hacks like neuroeconomics and all kinds of other little tips and tricks. that I've put into this little video series. And the great thing is the video series is completely free, right? So you go to mini.theprofitgoddess.com, you give me your email, I give you what I think are tons of great tips. But here's the bonus. If you then listen to that and you say, hey, listen, I like what this girl has to say, this is gonna be worth my time, then guess what? Then we have an opportunity, now we're hooked up, right? Now you're on the list. Now you have the opportunity. We can work one-on-one. -on -one. You can get into my next program. We have a, a new program that's launching in January of 2024 that I'm beyond excited about. I haven't launched a program in years, thanks to COVID and all kinds of other stuff. So then we're connected and then we start building and we start going, okay, now, you know, this is going somewhere. So that's the reason why you want to jump on. There's, there's nothing other than your email address. And if you decide I hate her, you unsubscribe and who cares? So there you go. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective and embark on the path to success.